Welcome to the Caps Locks and Chair Shots podcast with your host, Ed Burkeen. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, whatever and wherever you may be listening to us. You have your ears locked into the Caps Locks and Chair Shots podcast. My name is Ed Burkeen. I am your host for these festivities. And joining me as always, he is my tag team partner, my arch nemesis, and my very best friend. You know him from the pool and bowling halls of Baltimore, but you can only find his wrestling content right here. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Danny Bananas. What's up, guys? What's up, And we are reviving the Caps, Locks, and Chair Shots podcast fully for one whole episode. We may do this more often. We may not. It'll depend if I can track down the original intro audio, one of the five that I created a long, long time ago. How are things going, Dan? They are going a lot better than things are going for uh, a few free agents out there like Baron Corbin or maybe Brock Lesnar or maybe the entire St. Louis Cardinals franchise or the batters of the Seattle Mariners and their strikeout totals or, you know, or the Oakland Athletics fan base. Nah, you could have just stopped after athletics. The, the whole thing is a mess. Or, you know, the Miami Heat in the NBA Finals, although did they win tonight. Mm-hmm. Huge comeback by them. They then. did. Because last I checked, the uh, Nuggets were up pretty massive. Yeah, they scored 36 in the fourth to come back and win. Oof. Is there anybody better than Jochik? Or uh, whoever the big, <sighs> the big white guy for Denver is? Mm, that's a very tough question. Anyway, that is a sports question. That's a very tough question. We're here prof- for professional wrestling, at least on this show. Now, Dan, I've talked about doing this for a long, long time, but I am up, finally up to 2011 in my quest to watch every single Raw ever of all time. I commend you for that because I would have for sure gave up after... Uh... Well... As I am right now, I am the, at the Monday before Capital Punishment in 2011. It's uh, June 13th, where Stone Cold Steve Austin is the general manager for the night on WWE All-Stars. Just saw Daniel Bryan, Ezekiel Jackson, and Sin Cara take out Cody Rhodes, donning the mask, uh, Ted DiBiase, and Wade Barrett post the core, I guess he was in. He was the core, right? He wasn't. No, the new Nexus was CM Buck, right? He was the core. So it's just, it's really weird going down memory lane here when you have the Miz and Alex Riley taking, going into Piper's pit. No. Were you a fan of the Miz at this time? No, I've never been a fan of the Miz up until recently. Do you remember this time at all? Alex Riley? Anything? Very little. Here? Uh, very little. A lot of alcohol and other substances were involved in my life back then. Yeah, I too was in high school. Actually, I was still in the Marine Corps at this time. Really shocks me that Alex Riley was not a bit like he'd never caught on. This was also the year that Tough Enough was won by Andy, who turned out to be nothing. It was your Ivelisse was the only person I could ever remember being in this Tough Enough class. But they did have a Miss America in there as well. Um, yeah, John C. This was the year before the pipe bomb. So CM Punk was to- rocking out the um, new Nexus stuff. No. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, Hornswoggle still couldn't talk, but he could move around. Here he is firing a t-shirt cannon. Uh, yeah, it's just, it, it was an interesting time. Jerry the King Lawler and Michael Cole had a kiss my foot match when Michael Cole was rocking the coal mine. Very entertaining stuff. But uh, it, was, it was some good stuff. Raw Anonymous Raw General Manager. Period of, period of wrestling. So that should uh, that should frame you exactly where we're at at this time. What a weird time in wrestling. And to the whole thing that got me started on this tirade was I got to looking at it. And by the way, our truth was taken serious at this point. It was right when he cracked and became a psych, a schizophrenic, whatever. But one of the stipulations for the Jerry the King Lawler Michael Cole match, the third match, was that if Michael Cole won. Lawler would give him his Hall of Fame ring and personally induct him into the WWE Hall of Fame. Which got me to thinking, 2024, we pretty much know who the big headliner is going to be. We know it's going to be Batista, provided he doesn't have another scheduling conflict. He was supposed to be at last year. So he's in. Who else should go in? Well, you have a list here. Now, these are just a bunch of names that I threw together, guys that weren't in, including a few guys that are still active, that I thought, oh, it'd be pretty interesting to get him in. So, I could see Bam Bam getting in. I think Bam Bam is somebody that deserves to be in. Okay. Uh, I'm just looking at this list you have here. Um, the model Rick Martel seems like that mid-card guy they need to put in there. Lay cool, maybe. I mean, is Michelle Michelle McCool is in there by herself, right? Right, but I don't think that happens. Um, what about Layla? I mean, possible, possible. Um, I'll say there's a few names on here that I do not think go in anytime soon because they are active in another company. Uh, you're referring to Goldust, and I'm also referring to Taz. Now, Taz was an, I put Taz in there from Michael Cole because it's it's Taz is not in the Hall of Fame as a wrestler and he should be. But his time with Michael Cole, the, the ruthless aggression era, like it, I guess if you want to call it that. Was fantastic. With those two on the horn, I don't think he gets in anytime soon. You're right, but he's going to get in eventually. He has to. Like, if the WWE is serious about honoring wrestling's history with this Hall of Fame, it has to go in. Yeah. So I feel like Taz Taz goes in when WWE signs Hook. Interesting. If that happens. But I think that does happen. I felt this way watching that kid wrestle and just come. And let me tell you something. So not to get too far off track, but because we started talking about Taz, I think AEW has built Hook very well. For AEW fans, absolutely. He is the perfect guy for them to build for their fan base. You don't like it. If he was six foot five and 280, <coughs> absolutely. But the kid's 150 pounds soaking wet. Remind, now, Grant, he could kick my ass in a Austin fucking heartbeat. A and, he reminds me of Austin a little bit. But Stone Cold Steve Austin looked physically intimidating. He looked like a guy you didn't want to fight in a back alley, you know? Right. Going into this MMA era and everything like that, like, you don't need to, I mean, I feel like anybody can be built that way. For example, Finn Balor. You gotta have, you gotta have muscles though, man. 
You got to have something to you. You can't the just be a, a god. Great. So does every, and every convenience store in the world has multiple of them. That doesn't mean I want to go watch them. That was a terrible analogy. It's almost midnight. I'm tired. But still, I just, I get, they built him very well for where he is at. But he, in his present gimmick, would not work in the WWE. Similar to his dad, built very well for ECW, but his gimmick, as it was presented, would not work in the WWE. Picture this, though. Paul Heyman answers the phone one day. Hello? Taz? No, they would never say his name. They would refer to him as probably Tony. Because his, like, his real like, name's Tony Sinurcha. So he like, would probably like, say... Like, could you, you know, picture, like, like, could you picture, like, Taz not being affiliated with AEW and... Taz, you want me to do what? Let me make a few calls. And then we just have Hook come out and just put anyone in the Taz mission. I feel like the only way Hook would get over in the WWE would be for him to use his father's legacy somehow, calling himself the machine. It would also have to be a um a Philly debut. Uh, that, uh, I think that goes without saying. But we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. There were some other names I put on this list. And one of them we're actually going to talk about a little bit later on, but um, is Randy Orton. I mean, it yeah. seems like we have a celebrity name that's pretty obvious in Cindy Lauper. Uh, Jazz is a is a female wrestler that absolutely should get a look. I'm really shocked Fit Finley hasn't gone in yet. It's another good one, especially because of everything he's done behind the scenes. Right, and uh, the natural disasters. You know, earthquake and typhoon, like especially honoring the 80s. It seems like they would definitely fit in that category of being right there. You know, that that aging tag team from that, you know, maybe 50 percent of the fan base hasn't seen, but they're still going to cheer for because they know that name. You know, like the Midnight Express, the Rock and Roll Express, stuff like that, that people know the name, but they've never really seen them wrestle. It seems like they have every other um, Hall of Fame class. But Michael Cole, where do you think he fits in? Uh, he won't be inducted as long as he is active. Are you sure? Because they have a precedent for doing this. Bobby Heenan, uh, although he wasn't active. <coughs> I mean, Gorilla Monsoon I'm, I'm was posthumous, be, I believe. I'm going to be honest with you, and this is, I feel like, is a hot take. Don't you like, say what I think you're going to say. I feel like Michael Cole's a headliner. Oh, no, yeah, absolutely. Oh, maybe not absolutely, but he is definitely the second guy introduced in the Hall of Fame class. No, I think he's the first guy introduced in his respective Hall of Fame class. Look, he's not not as beloved. He's not as beloved as JR and the King were. Okay? And while he's been doing this for, and I can't, it was 17 years in 2011, so that was 12 years ago. So almost 30 years he's been with the WWE now. Yep. Um, he doesn't have the same credentials that JR did behind the mic and behind the scenes. He doesn't have the wrestling credentials that the King had. He wasn't. He is not Gorilla Monsoon. He is not Bobby Heenan. You know, but 
he's not a headliner, but he absolutely deserves to be celebrated 150%. percent Do you know his record? The WWE is two and one. Yep. He is undefeated at WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Yep. How about that? Um, Him and Pat McAfee are the only two undefeated. Not in official sanctioned matches. The one not true. Not not true at all. They're they're announcers. A bunch of announcers. Announcers. Okay. Um. So let <laughs> let's move along from this, and and we'll come back to it at the end. The Bloodline. Yeah. Storyline we both loved for the last about. Well, two two and a half years now they're imploding uh, probably like the last two months for you i've loved it since it started um they're imploding they're yep, they're, they're being it. destroyed um so we saw jimmy and jay do what they did um smackdown definitely sowed more seeds of content where do they go from here they should have went to raw that's what i'll tell you they should have went and hear me out the three-hour show needs something like the bloodline, the storyline. The storyline should be on roll. Don't they have it, though? With who? Finn Balor and his group. Uh, let's see where it goes. I don't think it's to the storyline fact of it. And also, if you're going to say that, wouldn't it have made more sense to draft the Judgment Day to SmackDown? Because they have the SmackDown Women's Champion that they still You have. bring this up every time we talk about wrestling, and I'm tired uh, of hearing about it. I'm not going to – I've already told you I'm not going to stop. Okay, um, so <clears throat> here's the here's my next question, all right? One of those three other people – we can include Paul Heyman if you wish – takes the title off Roman. Is it Jimmy? Is it Jay? Is it Solo? If it's any of them, it's Solo. Really? Yep. Where does Solo fall in line? Like, we, we, we saw him kick his brothers, and obvi- or take care of his brothers, obviously, and side with Roman. But is this what we were thinking was going to happen in Saudi? Where, or what, what happened in Saudi, where Solo cost Roman the title? Maybe to somebody like Jimmy or Jay? Or to, not somebody like, to Jimmy or Jay? Is that how this ultimately goes? And then we see Solo versus Roman non-title at somewhere like Mania? Well, I personally don't think anybody takes the title off Roman out of those three. I think the storyline develops as a way for Roman to pass the next two people. And this is something that's going to be drawn out. There's going to be multiple tag matches. One of them is going to be at Hell in the Cell, whenever that is. Okay. Um. I think that we just, I mean, I think the storyline is great. Um, I like the spin that they did with Solo saying these are my brothers. And I think that's what's ultimately going to drive him to end up making the turn on Roman. Um, That he's going to get tired of seeing his brothers get beat down or something's going to snap inside of him from a sense like Roman hitting them with a chair X amount of times and something along those lines. So the the Sammy turn. Yeah, I think it's very similar to the Sammy term. Okay. Because who doesn't love a good story where Roman Reigns gets hit, hit in the chair with a bat? Gets hit in the back with a chair. Excellent English. Excellent English, by the way. Yeah, I mean, it's happened three times. Well, twice, twice. now. And the third time with a kick, but still. Third time's a charm, though, right? I don't think Solo's the one to take it off of him. And honestly, what I can see happening is Jimmy 
or one of the Usos, whether it be Jimmy or Jay, probably Jimmy, because he's the one that doesn't get the DUIs, right? Ah, who knows? But them beating Roman and then the money in the bank cash in. And Roman costs Jimmy or Jay or whichever one the title in the money in the bank cash in. He beats them down like, if I can't have it, you definitely can't have it. And then we have who, money in the bank, who, whoever it's going to be. Um, let's say L.A. Knight. Cash let's, in money in the bank. Let's talk. About, let's let's just roll into that. All right. Let's talk about money in the bank. So we have three guys already confirmed in Ricochet, Shinsuke and L.A. Knight. With Santos Escobar and or Mustafa Ali, they have a match to determine who's going to go in there. You got to think it's going to be Ali, right? I disagree. I think it's Santos Escobar. Uh, then we have Butch and Baron Corbin in a match. It's got to be Baron Corbin. I'm going with Butch. Okay. And then Matt Riddle versus TBA. Do you think that is a solo Sokoa? Do you think that the solo Sokoa spot? Could be Randy Orton. As no. he just now appears on my screen as the world heavyweight champion, so beating Christian not. just five days after Christian won it. It will not be Orton. Well, we're going to talk about that a little bit later on. Um, it could, Maybe it's Braun Brecker. Maybe it's... Uh, Maybe it's John Cena. Does it really matter though? I mean, you feel like Maybe whoever, it's whoever whoever Riddle faces, Riddle's in that match. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. Riddle Riddle's gonna take that home just for the simple fact Riddle's built for this match. Maybe it's Otis. Otis. Can we call him Otis again? No, it's still Otis. Or maybe it's Will Ospreay who lives 15 minutes from the O2 Arena, where Money in the Bank's gonna take place. He's got contractual obligations with New Japan. Boy, Forbidden Door could <laughs> there may be more than one. Forbidden Door, what are we talking about? Uh AEW now? I mean, there may be more than one door. Every house has at least two. I don't see that happening. It's possible. Who knows? With Triple H in charge, anything is possible. Like Kevin Garnett said. Anyway, for the for the women, we have one confirmed Selena Vega. Natty versus Zoe Stark. Congratulations, Zoe Stark. Zoe Stark. Becky Lynch or Sonya Deville? It's gotta Becky be Becky. Lynch. You know what? I don't know about this one. I could totally see Trish and Becky going after like Trish cost excuse me. Trish costing Becky this and we get a return. <coughs> so that's what I was gonna say. I could see Becky costing Zoe her match against Natalia too. And then, and that, then... that's that's not bad. And then the favors repaid. So, I mean, I, I'm not my, – my gut still says Zoe Stark and Becky Lynch. But it wouldn't shock me the other way either. Do yeah, we have Mi Chin, Mia Yim, or Bailey? I feel like we get Bailey here. See, I could see this going the other way too. I, I actually hope it does go the other way, uh, but I could see – I mean, I think we see Bailey and Io Sky start to deteriorate. I think we've already started to see that. Right, and I'm I'm saying that I think that's where that implodes. Then we have Shotzi or Io Sky. Which I could see. Shotzi. I I think this is Shotzi's. No, you know what, Io... I think it's Io Sky. 
can, can I just say how awesome it is that we have no idea? Like, none of these are painfully obvious. Yeah, these, these women this matches. Is, this is I pretty mean, cool. I feel like some of them would be, but with the way storylines are, it's also, like, are Very hard to tell, thing? yeah. Um, and then we have one match that is to be determined. So let's just throw some names out there that we could possibly see. We could possibly see Charlotte Flair be in a qualifying match. Lacey Evans, I think, is a slam dunk. No, Lacey Evans lost to Zelina Vega. That's how Zelina Vega got Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Now, speaking of Lacey Evans, and I, that's my fault completely. I just wanted to bring it up. Um, she debuted a new gimmick on Friday. Did you see that? Bro, it doesn't matter how many gimmicks they give this girl. Send her back down to NXT and let her write out her contract there. She looks like Sergeant Slaughter, which is great because Lacey Evans was actually a United States Marine for five years. Sergeant Slaughter was not. However, Sergeant Slaughter's daughter has been very vocal in her displeasure toward this. And the official Sergeant Slaughter Twitter account has been retweeting various other tweets saying, you know, this is identity theft. This is gimmick infringement. What have you? Hold on, I gotta look this up. But it certainly seems like if anybody deserves to wear all of drab green and a campaign cover, it's probably Lacey Evans more than Sergeant Slaughter. Given the fact that she actually earned the title of Marine, which so did I, so I feel kind of pretty passionate about this, but... That's neither here nor there. While Dan looks it up, what other names, and I'm going to ask you while you're doing this or whatever, what other names did you have in mind? Uh, So like I said, Charlotte Flair, Carmella possibly. Is um, pregnant, so not happening. Oh, she's pregnant too. Yes. Speaking of another pregnancy, we have Alexa Bliss is not an option for this match. Congratulations to both of those ladies and their extremely lucky gentlemen. Bianca Belair. Um, Uh, Yeah. Oscar, maybe we could have one of those things where the champion wins money in the bank to keep themselves from. Ah, I think that's a little bit of a stretch with this one. I could see that more so being on the men's side with Roman. Mm. Um, I'm just, I'm trying to think of the. the what t- about I mean, Miss Raquel, Rod- Raquel Rodriguez? May Liv maybe. Morgan? Maybe. No, she's injured. Same well. thing with Dakota Kai. Either way, we could see him come back. You never uh, know. Casey Catanazaro, maybe one of the new Fire Girls, the tag team that just got called up. Yeah. What about Miss WrestleMania? What about Santino? Anyway. <laughs> now, one thing I wanted to ask, because this this is the next thing we're going to talk about as far as it pertains to Money in the Bank. Who is your favorite winner? My favorite Money in the Bank winner? Yes. It's a tough one. I would really actually need to Do you need a list of winners? Yeah, I do. Okay. So Wikipedia, do not let me down. We have Edge. He won the first one in 2005. Also in that match were Chris Benoit, Chris Jericho, Christian Kane, and Shelton Benjamin. Rob Van Dam. Mr. Kennedy, who wound up losing his contract to Edge. Then Edge again, who won it from Mr. Kennedy. Uh, CM Punk. CM Punk. Jack Swagger. Kane and The Miz. Daniel Bryan, Alberto Del Rio. Dolph Ziggler, John Cena. 
Damian Sandow, who lost his, Randy Orton, Seth Rollins and Sheamus, Dean Ambrose, and then we start getting to the girls, Carmella, twice, Baron Corbin, who lost, uh, Alexa Bliss, Braun Strowman, Bailey, Brock Lesnar, Asuka, Otis, The Miz, who defeated Otis, Nikki A.S.H., Big E, Liv Morgan, Austin Theory. So, I think my favorite, I'm going to give a favorite male and a favorite female. Sure, by all means. I think my favorite male was Dean. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Carmella only won it once. James Ellsworth. Correct. Won it the other time. Um, sorry, go ahead. So, Dean Ambrose. My favorite male is Dean, and my favorite female, I think, is Liv Morgan. Dean Ambrose won it in 2016 in a match that featured Alberto Del Rio, Cesaro, Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. He did not win. Oh, he held his contract for 57 minutes and did cash it in. Excuse yeah, me. he cashed it in on Reigns or Rollins, whoever. Yeah, Seth Rollins. Or, yeah, he cashed it yeah. in on Rollins in the same night. He held the contract for the least <coughs> amount of time, 57 minutes. I think that one, and I think Liv, because I, I, Liv is someone that has really, like, came up through the ranks, and she really did fight for her spot and earned her spot. Liv Morgan won last year in a match that featured Alexa Bliss, Asuka, Becky Lynch, Lacey Evans, Raquel Rodriguez, and Shotzi Blackheart, and she held the title for a grand total of two hours. But what was your favorite cash-in? Like... Those were your favorite winners, obviously, to win the 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 match itself. But what was your favorite cash in? I mean, because I there is there's be, there's two right answers here, and there's none other. It has to be Rollins at Mania. What's the other right answer? Big E. No. Edge, the very first one. Yeah. That was. Oh, are you kidding me? Yeah. That was history. Now, just to give you a few facts about Money in the Bank, the WWE Championship has been successfully cashed in on 10 out of 12 times. The World Heavyweight Championship, which is now back into play, has been lost seven out of the eight times it's been cashed in on. The SmackDown Women's Championship has been lost all three times, as has the Raw Women's Championship. The Universal Championship is one for two in title defenses, and the United States Championship, 0 for 1. So you have that. The U.S. Championship, man, they really want. Uh, all right, I'm not going to go down. That. Yeah, that's a whole different thing. Just FYI, to bring back to what you were saying, Dean Ambrose cashed it in at the Money in the Bank pay-per-view June 19th, 2016, where he defeated Seth Rollins after a dirty deeds to win the championship after Rollins had then defeated Roman Reigns to win the championship. Yes. So there you go. Uh, interesting fun fact on that. It was a year plus until the next cash in when Baron Corbin failed to cash in on Jinder Mahal. Baron Corbin, what a joke. Okay. I mean, I, 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 yeah. All right. Um, I feel like that's a, that's a pretty hot take, but not really. I mean, he's definitely a case of, Baron Corbin, let your contract run out and go to AEW. You'll get a title there within two months. Oh, everybody gets a title there in two months. Uh, Miss Potential, I feel. Like, Baron Corbin had such a hot start, and then when they took him away from being the lone wolf, it just lost it. 
You, mean, um, you, miss, you miss Jaime, don't you? I do. I do. Um, so in September, the WWE is going to India. Rumor is September 9th is the date. For one, I'm, I'm shocked this hasn't happened before, and this isn't a yearly thing. Subcontinent of India is 1.1 or 2 billion people. Like, this seems like a very untapped market. Like, didn't didn't Impact do this at one point or another? Like, didn't they have shows in India? I seem to remember Impact going to India for, like, a month. I'm not 100% sure. I'm 99% sure Impact Wrestling went to India, and they were huge over there. But um, at that event, you gotta believe that Jinder Mahal's group is gonna win a title somewhere, right? You have to. Um, he's got to win something. IC title. Does he take the IC title off Walter? Who actually looking at these matches um, is not in any money in the bank match. Interesting. Um, you have to find that as, as crazy as I do. What's that? Riddle versus Walter. Is Walter the other guy? And then, at that, and then at that case, we have to assume that Walter wins, right? Or is it somebody wow. else? I'm surprised you haven't corrected me. I've called him Walter like six times. and not I, At this point, I just don't care. Um, or maybe it's somebody else from Imperium, or maybe it's a guy that has been that I personally think should be on the main roster a long time ago, and that's Ilya Dragunov. But we, we're, we were talking about... Um, um, India. India and Indus Sheer, Jinder Mahal's group with Sangha and Veer. Uh, did you know that Veer Mahan's real name is Rinku Singh? Does that name ring a bell for you? No. How about the movie Million Dollar Arm? Mm-hmm. Disney movie about an Indian pitcher who was drafted by the Pirates. No, it doesn't ring a bell. Like Slumdog Millionaire, but with baseball. That's Veer. Now, I don't know... I, I'll get you the picture, but I'm looking it up. <clears throat> what is his real name? Rinku Singh. I'll send you the picture right now in Facebook. I want you. I want to see the look on your face. This is him playing for the Pirates as a pitcher. I gotta open up Facebook. Hold on. Like that is him, Rinku Singh. At, was a Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, let's see, professional baseball career, tried out with 20 teams in November 2008. He pitches reached 92 miles per hour. Uh, this is fake, right? No, it's 100% real. There's no way that that looks like beer. Holy. On July 4, 2009, Singh became the first Indian citizen to a appear in a professional baseball game in the U.S. He pitched the seventh inning while Dinesh Patel pitched the eighth. On July 13, 2009, Singh won his first professional baseball game in America, striking out the only batter he faced. He finished the season with a 1-2 record and a 5.84 ERA in 11 games, allowing just one run and three hits in his final six appearances. Uh, Singh went 2-0 with a 2.61 ERA over 13 games at the Pirates' GCL affiliate in 2010. He was promoted to Pirates' Class A short season at the college state or state college spikes. Uh, he also played in the, played for the Canberra Cavalry of the Australian Baseball League, 
in the inaugural 2010-2011 season. Uh, he opened the 2011 season in the Dominican Summer League, Gulf Coast League, New York Penn League, and then joined the West Virginia Power. So a little bit of my home turf there. Uh, elbow injury pretty much ended his career. He was re-signed November 9, 2015. He made one appearance in the GCL for the Pirates in 2016, pitching one scoreless inning. And then that's it. On 14 January 2018, he signed a contract with the WWE. That's wild. Did not know that about him. Yeah, I, I thought you would have known that, or at least found that mildly interesting. I did. I definitely found that interesting. I want to look more into it now, but... But given that the WWE is going to India for a PLE, a, a, whatever the, that stands for. Premium live event. Premium live event, sure. And we have money in the bank at the O2 Arena, whatever AEW is doing, double or nothing in Wembley. And it seems like everything is branching out way more than what it has before. I mean, the what pay-per-view did the WWE run – I mean, SummerSlam was the next biggest one they did in England, right? I know they did some uh, invasion stuff or some stuff around 2002 with the plane ride from hell or whatever that was. Or maybe that was just some raw tapings. I don't know. But does this open the WWE up for more PLEs in places like Germany? I think so. I mean, I, th- I think we see that. Maybe you know, not Germany, all the France, time, but... Japan. I know there's just the whole New Japan, All Japan kind of politic and stuff going on right there, but I think it him work there. How about Australia? I mean, it'd be a 12-hour difference, but it'd be it still. I think I think Australia easy. would work with Rio. I feel like you would have to build up Rio. I feel like you would have to build up Dakota Kai, and you would have to build up um, Rio versus Dakota Kai for the championship. Would be you could Something. do that. Uh, you could even throw a triple threat in with why am I blanking on her name? They would have to rebuild her so much. She was one of my favorite indie indie women wrestlers. Uh, who knows? Um, are there any like other Australian guys? I, Nathan uh, Jones. What's Nathan Jones doing nowadays? He was uh, Australian. Uh, what's, right? Grayson Waller is he Australian? I thought he was British. New Zealand, maybe? I mean, that's Australia. But anyway, um, what do you think about China? Going into... The WWE putting shows, like, they're going to India. I mean... Maybe, I don't know. I mean, I'm not ruling anything out. They went to Saudi. They go to Saudi, so I'm not ruling anything out. Russia? (laughs) I mean, anything's possible. But I think if they're going to go with the PLEs, they... You got to stay in Europe for a little bit, right? After India, you got to go to places like Germany, maybe mm-hmm. Italy. I feel like I feel like Germany is a is a definite. I feel like Paris, maybe Spain, Spain, Paris, maybe Italy. Tourist stops. Yeah, you'd think. I don't know. Uh, let's move along. Let's talk about Fight Forever. Everybody's talking about it. We might as well. It's the new AEW game. And by new, I mean it was announced two years ago. We still haven't got it. We are seeing more and more screenshots of what's coming out because it's due to be released, I believe, June 29th. Have you seen any of these? I've seen some of the screenshots. Man, I'm willing to give it a chance. I'm not going to buy it. 
how do you feel about the Owen Hart thing? It doesn't bother me if the family's okay with it. How do you feel about the fact that Owen Hart answers a smartphone in this game? As he takes a drink of something. That's it just, my answer. It, it seems odd, does it not? I mean, it, it's odd. I mean, it's a video game, but yeah, it seems weird. But even then, like, eh. all right. Um, so you're going to give it a shot. You're not going to guess. I'm okay. going to give it a shot. How do you feel about them going away from what the WWE does, where the WWE is more hyper-realistic simulation almost, where they're going full arcade, like where the graphics aren't, the graphics are PS3 quality, if that, versus the WWE where they at some point look, you know, in some situations looks better than what you see on Monday Night Raw. Is that something that interests you at all? I mean, this seems almost mobile game-esque at times. <coughs> no. I mean, I bought the PS5 and I don't play it. I can't say that. I put a lot of hours into mine. But still, like, so it doesn't bother you at all that it's not as polished looking, especially for a game that's been in development for two years? No, because I feel like it takes time. Um, and... No, it, it doesn't bother me because I, I I don't know much about the developer they're working with, but they're not working with a big developer as far as I know, correct? I believe it's one of the – well, let's look this up. But I believe it's one of the developers that worked on a WWE game. Um, let's check this out. AEW, Fight Forever, THQ, who definitely has done WWE games in the past. Okay. I mean, I guess I'm wrong there. I don't know. The graphics look a little iffy, but also I feel like I need to see them in person. Like, I need to see... Well, this will be released. It it does work with Unreal Engine 4, so the graphics should be pretty good. Um, It'll be, excuse me, released on the Switch, the PS4, the PS5, Windows, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, due out June 29th, 2023. Um... Arcade-style gameplay with nine different match types. These include singles, tag, ladder, casino battle royale, and exploding barbed wire deathmatch. Oh, God. They have a trios championship. Trios is a very big part of their thing. That had better be a, a, a match type. I had better be able to have a trios championship match, because if not, I don't see how this is... For that not to be listed off the top is ridiculous. I agree with that statement. Especially since they, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, uh, hey, at least we get the barbed wire death match. Is it weird that Cody it's Rhodes is, is, is going to be featured in a WWE game and an AEW game at the same time? No. No? How about Sting? Sting has been in a... T- in a Impact slash TNA game, a WWE game, a WCW game, and is now going to be in an AEW game. That's crazy. That is crazy, actually. I mean, is it as crazy as Jonathan Coachman being the voice of both the WWE game and Madden? It's up there. It's up there. Anyway, uh, so you're going to give it a shot. 
probably. I don't. I don't think I'm going to. I think I'm gonna. I think it's gonna be one of those games where I'm gonna wait until it comes out free somewhere, or I'm gonna pirate it because I'm. I don't think I'm gonna spend my money on it. I'm. I'm not a big AEW guy. I watch it, but I'm not a big AEW guy, and I definitely am not gonna spend sixty bucks on a game that looks like. Oh, I'm definitely five years old. Used. I'll definitely buy it used in like six months. Let's talk about something that looks used, that is new. And that are the new championship belts by the WWE. They've released two new belts in the last three months or three weeks, I believe. First off, let me get your take on the new World Heavyweight Championship. I like it. The new WWE Universal Championship. I'm undecided. Why? I don't know how I feel about the gold on the inside. You know what it reminded me of? Vegas, the Golden Knights. If I look at that belt, that looks like the exact same belt that they would give the Vegas Golden Knights for winning the Stanley Cup. That's very true. You know, I mean, that's just that's just what it reminded me with the gold with the gold everywhere and the black trim and the black W. I don't hate it. I don't hate it near as much as what the Internet does. I mean, he can't keep walking around with two belts. When it's really one championship. Dude, you know what I'm afraid of? He's going to walk out with three belts? Yeah. And the fact that that was the first thing that came to your mind means that you thought about it, too. Paul Heyman can only hold so many belts and a microphone at the same time. So you can't you can't overtax the wise. Well, it is officially listed on the website as the undisputed WWE Universal Champion. So maybe we are just going to get the one belt walkout. I feel like you have to drop two words from that sentence or from that title. You have to drop at least a word from there, maybe two. Take it back to being the WWE Championship. Call it the Universal Championship. The undisputed WWE Champion? Uh, just the undisputed. Well, you can't call it undisputed champion because there's another champion. But that's the World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, which, okay, so you got the World's Champion. Which is a world, which is a planet, which right. is the but world. Roman Reigns and then you the have the universal of the universe. So I guess one's still more important than the other. Just call it the WWE Championship again. If you're gonna, I, I mean, it's great for Roman. That's great. Tell Paul Heyman to to come up with a promo where he says this is too wordy. I need to simplify it because people are not going to remember a four-word title. They're going to remember. Roman Reigns. And what do they need to remember Roman Reigns as? The WWE champion. Leave it at that. Put it in a box. I mean, send it to the That has always been his thing, even when he was with Brock. The undisputed WWE. Then, fine. Call it the and... undisputed WWE champion. But you can't call it, you can't call him the undisputed WWE world heavyweight champion anymore. No. That's somebody no. else. No, it's just the undisputed WWE championship. Now, it just it it has to change soon. But speaking of something that isn't going to change soon, and that is Randy Orton. According to his dad, Randy Orton has been told he shouldn't wrestle anymore. Yeah. So let's pull up some stats on Randy Orton, shall we? First off, what do you think about Orton? I know you haven't been the biggest Randy Orton guy in in your WWE fandom. Um, I would say for my generation, he is a top 
five wrestler of all time. Okay, uh, let's break some stuff down for you. He was the OVW Hardcore Champion twice. Uh, he is a 10-time WWE Champion, a four-time World Heavyweight Champion, a one-time Intercontinental Champion, a one-time U.S. Champion. He was a Tag Team Champion with Edge and rated RKO. He is a two-time Raw Tag Team Champion with Matt Riddle. He was a SmackDown Champion with Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper in, when he was... In the Wyatt family, because apparently just every superstar at one any given point in time was in the Wyatt family, because so was Daniel Bryan and so was John Cena, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, he was also in money. He won money in the bank in 2013. He is a two-time Royal Rumble winner in 2009 and 2017. He was the 17th Triple Crown champion. He was the 10th Grand Slam champion under the current format and the 18th in the overall format. He has won two Slammy Awards. Uh, he was the most improved wrestler according to the wrestling observer uh most disgusting promotional tactic exploiting the death of eddie guerrero and his eddies down there in hell promo most overrated in 2013 worst feud in 2013 as a member of the authority worst feud in 2017 against bray wyatt worst feud of 2021 against bray wyatt and alexa bliss worst work match of the year against bray wyatt at wrestlemania 33 According to Pro Wrestling Illustrated, he was in the Feud of the Year in 2009 with Triple H. He was the most hated wrestler in 07 and 09, most improved wrestler in 04, most popular wrestler in 2010, Rookie of the Year in 2001, Wrestler of the Year in 29 and 2010, and ranked number one in the top 500 singles of the PW500 in 2008. He also has the Guinness World Book Record for most appearances at a pay-per-view by a WWE wrestler. He was named by the Baltimore Sun as Wrestler of the Year in 2009. He has spent his entire career in the WWE, is a third-generation superstar, I do believe, and is from my hometown. All that being said, I'm going to read some names. We're going to play an interesting game called Higher or Lower. Okay. Okay. You're going to tell me, I'm going to read the name, is he higher or lower on the all-time list than this name? You ready to play? This is so subjective, you're going to want to argue about it. Go oh, ahead. I'm going to argue with every one of these you say. John Cena? Lower. Correct. Stone Cold Steve Austin? Lower. Correct. The Rock? Lower. Correct. Hulk Hogan? Above. Wrong! Roman Reigns? Currently higher. At the end of their careers? Probably lower. Correct. Batista? Higher. The Miz? Higher. Brock Lesnar? The, uh, the Miz can finish above Orton if Orton's career is done at this point. Fair enough. Brock Lesnar? Higher. Mm, okay. Mainly because Lesnar's been split in time. Now, these next names are people that are have done a lot of stuff outside of the WWE. So you need to consider their entire career. This first name is Jeff Jarrett. Higher. Mm, including all the time with the NWA. Yes. Including higher. all the time with TNA. Higher. AJ Styles. Lower. Mm, wrong. Chris Jericho. Lower. Correct. Sting. Even lower, mm. not by much, but lower. Ric Flair, lower. There's a, it, it, absolutely Ric Flair's number one on this list. 
Cody Rhodes. Currently higher, possibly lower. Correct. Macho Man Randy Savage. Higher. Okay. Shawn Michaels. There's a correct answer here. No, you're wrong. Shawn Michaels is probably number two or three on this list. Bret Hart. Higher. Agreed. So throw out a number. Sounds like he's about 10th on the list, maybe 12th. Oh, there's another name I forgot. Triple H. Lower. Uh, Okay. Okay. So like I said, somewhere in that 10 to 15 range. If you're building a WrestleMania, right, and you're putting together – you want the top guys from wrestling history, and you want to make the most compelling WrestleMania ever. Where's Randy Orton on this card? You can argue he deserves to be in the main event, but you can argue that for any of these guys. The Undertaker, higher or lower? Lower than Taker. So who do you put in that main event? The main event's a one-on-one single match for the world title. Out of this list you gave me, I Out of think any two wrestlers anywhere that have ever been <coughs> in the ring at any time ever ever. Okada Omega. Oh my gosh. Be uh, serious. Come on, you set me up for that. Yes, I did. Be serious though. Um before you do. Now this are now these are these Monday Night Raw is sponsored on this episode by the Green Lantern movie. Oh God! Evan Bourne versus one. Yes, Evan Bourne versus Jack Swagger is the match. Um, Granted, granted, I don't think that movie's as bad as as what everybody says it is, but still, oh God! It's a terrible movie. Um. Anyway, so two guys, one on one for the world championship. Ric Flair versus who? Ric Flair's not in that match for me. (laughs) Why not? I. You don't like flippy shit? I don't like 70s, 80s wrestling that much. So who's in the match then? I know I'm putting you on the spot on this, but I gave you... Rock. I could watch them two go... Fair enough. I'll say, I gave gave you and Jaime this assignment four years ago. Four years ago to create your ultimate WrestleMania matches, or your ultimate WrestleMania card, and I gave you guys a list of what matches were going to be on there for what and who you can choose. And neither of you two did it. And it pissed me off. So I'm going to start grilling you on this stuff from now on. Um, Let's do the same thing, but we're going to do it a little bit differently. This is with the Usos because it looks like they're going to split. I disagree. They have the potential. The cracks are there. So I'm going to throw out some tag teams. You tell me if the Usos are higher or lower on the all time list than these tag teams. You ready? The Dudley boys. Higher. Ooh, the Hardy Boys. Lower. You have the Hardys above the Dudleys. I do. Edge and Christian. Lower. You have Edge and Christian above the Dudley Boys. I do. The Rock and Roll Express. Lower. Higher. The Midnight Express. Higher. LOD. Higher. New Age Outlaws. Higher. New Day. Lower. Steiner Brothers. Higher. So they're a top 10 team, is what you're saying. Not top five, 
Maybe top five. Fringe top five. They're, they're, they're probably top five. Okay. Are I they? Would on... to, I would have to say my, my top three tag teams are going to be. Now, this is if they split up today. EC, Edge and Christian. I, I misranked the Dudleys at first. Edge and Christian, the Dudleys, and the Hardy Boys. So you're taking another. In fact, weren't both Rock and Austin and TLC2 on the same WrestleMania card? I believe so. Wasn't that WrestleMania 18? <coughs> uh, I believe <laughs> or so. Or something like that. Um, actually, it, that does puzzle me. We're gonna look that up. I mean, I mean, it, it just kind of tells you like the generation, though, like my generation. Uh, well, like, it doesn't you know, help um, that WrestleMania 18 is probably the best WrestleMania. I mean, you ever. also you also know that I'm not a huge wrestling historian either, like you are. So it comes down to that's why, like, when we're going through this list, like I think about these guys' careers, and I'm like, where do I put Orton? Because okay, Orton, so just to let you know, WrestleMania 18 was Rock Hogan. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So it had to have been 17 then, WrestleMania X7, which was Rock and Austin. And let me see here. Yes, it also was TLC. Yeah. yeah. Where Edge Christian defeated the Hardys and the Dudleys, and that was the Spear. So let me guess, you're also going to put The Undertaker and Triple H on that ultimate WrestleMania card? Are you just going to book WrestleMania 17? No, if I had to choose an opponent for Taker in their prime. I'm probably going to take Cena, Taker. Did we ever see that match? We did. I saw it live. At Mania. Yes. And it was a squash match, basically. Oh, yeah, okay. I remember what you're talking about. I would love to have seen that actually build as a good match, though. Mm. Um. Now, Triple H, this may be like, huh, but I would love to see Triple H and and Michaels and Sean. I mean, we saw that a couple of times. I know, but I can watch it over and over. Well, I feel like you, you can say that just about any Shawn Michaels match he had at Mania. You know, whether it be him and The Undertaker, Evan Bourne's. Shooting or is it a shooting star press where they do yeah. the backflip? Yeah, I believe. Good God, so beautiful, um, so beautiful. You know who I would love to see Flair in a match with? I would love to see Flair in a match with in his prime. Ricky Steamboat. No, um, I would love to see Flair in a match with Rollins in their primes. I don't know. I don't know. I think if I'm going to play Danielson, that wouldn't be bad either. Yeah. You see, that's another one though. It's just, I would have liked to see flair rock rock circa 2000 flair, 1984, you know, mm-hmm. although I see, I don't know. I don't know about that either. It's just, there's so like, and that's the great thing about professional wrestling. It is so diverse and it is so like, we could sit here and we could do a whole show about fantasy booking and we're gonna, but it's just, it's, it's so much fun to think about, but you know what else is fun to think about Dan sleep. And that's what we're getting ready to do. So ladies and gentlemen, we're going to wrap this one up. This has been a special edition of the players manipulator podcast. We're, we brought back caps locks and chair shots. We're going to do this more often. 
Dan, did we miss anything? We did not miss anything. We missed right. a few things, but we'll save it for a different show. We'll be back sometime later in the week when we talk about what's going on in the finals. We may have them wrapped up by then. We know the NBA is at least going five. Hockey, we'll find out tomorrow if how that's going to go. We're also going to bring you up to speed a little bit more on baseball. Hopefully the Cardinals have a new manager by then, or at least a new general manager, or had made a trade so they're not in the basement of the Central Division. All of that and so much more. Maybe DeAndre Hopkins signed somewhere by then. Maybe. We'll have to wait and see. Dan, anything else before I press stop on this recording? Nope, I don't have anything for you, Ed. All right. Well, how do I use to end this again? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. No, that's how I started it. Oh, yeah, right. Anyway, we'd like to thank you all. (laughs) I got it. (laughs) Anyway, boys and girls, we'd like to thank you all for listening. And just remember, if you're not down with the Caps Lock to Church Shots podcast, Dan has two words for you. Keep listening.